everybody and welcome back to another episode of reading harry potter with a 12 year old and uh today um this is basically right after i've um posted uh chapter five of the one pink willow and um i've been thinking about this for a while but i haven't actually put this plan into action and i've started to do it now because um i'm trying to upload a new episode because since i've taken uh, so long to post the last episode. It's taken me about maybe a month and a half, a month and a bit. So uh, I decided I'd just make this a short 10 minute episode about something that's basically been going around since the last book of Harry Potter has been released and it's been going around ever since. And um, I like to talk about it a lot too um, when me and my uh, Harry Potter friends um, like to talk about this type of stuff. But it's, it's the question that everyone asks, and some people will say Ron, and some people will say Harry. And I think you know what the question is, if you're not 100% sure, I'll tell it for you anyway. Do you think Harry... Okay, I completely botched that. Let me try again. Do you think Hermione should have ended up with Ron, or with Harry? Um, I will be looking at the facts. Um, I am sort of biased here. I do think... Harry should end up with Hermione, but I'm going to hand this, uh, ha- I'm trying to handle this as non-biased, biasedly, I'm not sure what the, what the word for it is, as possible, and I'll be looking at all the facts and coming to a, what I think, or it, or um, what I believe is a sensible and realistic conclusion. So without further ado, let's get started straight down to facts. Okay, so, um, I've got four books to support Ron's case. Uh, there's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Deathly Hallows, and The Cursed Child. Um, some might say that's um, a bit of cheating there, but I wouldn't say it is because it's technically, it's, it's technically a, a quote-unquote play script, but it's still part of the Harry Potter story. So I'm just going to include this in for now. So I'm going to start off with uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So what I've got here is Act 2, Scene 9, Hogwarts Staircases in uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Right? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. forgot to mention this does include spoilers. Um, I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be going past where I've actually been reading. So I'm up to uh, Book 2, Chapter 6 right now in uh, the, Harry- uh, the Harry Potter series, Reading Harry Potter. Uh, but I'm just going to go just bounce around the spectrum with this. So if you're using this podcast as an introduction to the Harry Potter series, unless you want spoilers, then you shouldn't really be um, reading, uh, listening to this. Uh, you can come back to this if you want to. Um, either way, um, yeah, you can listen to this if you want, but if you don't want any spoilers, yeah, don't watch it because, um, because I'm definitely spoiling stuff. So this is Act 2, Scene 9, Hogwarts Staircases, right? So, so... Albus, I will. And this time, I'll make sure Ron can't find us. Ron, do I hear my name? Ron, enters on a staircase. His side parting, his his side parting now super aggressive. His rope is just a little bit too short. His clothes now spectacularly stained. Albus, Uncle Ron, thank Dumbledore. If we ever needed one of your jokes, it's now. Ron frowns, confused. Jokes? Uh, I don't know any jokes. Albus, oh, of course you do. You run a joke shop. Ron, 
now supremely confused. Uh, a jerk shop? Well, now, anyway, um, uh, I'm pleased I caught you. Uh, I was actually gonna bring um, I was gonna bring some sweets for, uh, um, sort of, uh, get well soon, but actually, Padma thinks about it a lot more deeply than I do, and she thought it would be nice, uh, so, uh, some, to get you something useful for school. So we got you a set of quills. Yes, 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 look at these bad boys, top of the range. Albus, who's Padma? Harry frowns at Albus. Harry, your aunt. Albus, I have an aunt Padma? Um, Ron, to Harry. Taken a confundus charm to the head, has he? To Albus. My wife, Padma, you remember? Talks slightly cl too close to your face. Smells a bit minty. Leans in. Padma, mother of Panju. To Harry. That's why I'm here, of course. Panju. He's in trouble again. I just wanted to know, um, why said to Howler, but Padma missed me, but Padma insisted I come in person. I don't know why. He just laughs at me. Albus, but, but you're married to Hermione. Beat. Ron doesn't understand this at all. Ron. Hermione? No. No. Merlin's beard. Harry. Albus has also forgot he was sorted in the, to Gryffindor conveniently. Uh, yes, well, sorry, old chap, but you're a Gryffindor. Anyway, so that's the line where, um, they actually switch back time, and Ron, uh, isn't actually married to Hermione anymore. Because what happens is, um, Hermione and Ron actually go to the Yule Ball together, um, by, because when they go back in time, they go back to the, um, to the Triwizard Tournament, into the first task, um, where they um, where they switch time to make it think that Victor Crumb was cheating, and some of the and some of the Durmstrang boys were actually doing trippy stuff. So Hermione didn't want to go out with Victor, and Victor never asked. Oh wait, no, he did ask, but uh, she said no. But anyway, so the point is, is that Ron asked Hermione instead, and they actually went with each other, and they actually had a good time. But the problem was with that, is that since they had a good time, they didn't have that tension between each other. Um, they didn't actually uh, marry each other and get together just because they were on an even status, right? And I believe that every relationship should be on um, on a good status. But with Ron and Hermione's relationship in in the Goblet in Triwizard Tournament, is just it's just a bit weird because if if that fighting is going going to bring them together. Like fighting's not a good thing to do. Like it's not it's not the greatest thing, in in a relationship. Like I mean, it's okay to argue, but if you have something to argue about, but um, you just shouldn't be arguing for no reason. And I I certainly think that the arguing, like if if there's a problem and you've resolved that problem through the arguing, I I guess I guess that's a great thing. But if it's the arguing that leads you to getting together in the first place that I just find that a bit weird. So that just makes Ron um and Hermione's case a bit a bit sketchy in there because it's all about because that tension somehow brought them together, which I find a bit confusing. Uh someone correct correct me if I'm wrong, I'm only a kid, so I don't fully understand the world. But yeah, that just confuses me slightly. So that's not a great start to the case. Right, now, the second one actually took place in a movie. Um, this is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. 
I'm always gonna include this in the book, but uh, but I was gonna include this in the book list, but um, this certain scene actually is not in the book. Well, it is, but they don't add those small details in. So in the movie, um, Hermione comes into their compartment and fixes Harry Hermione's uh Harry Harry's glasses for him, right? But that's not relevant here. Uh, we're gonna push that aside for now. But the pro um, but the thing is, is that when walking out of the compartment again, Hermione says, um, you've got a bit of dirt on your nose to run. Right? Now this proves um two things. First off, Hermione's paying very close attention to, to Ron. Uh so that obviously uh, means that uh she has a certain liking to him because Oh, wait, no, she has a certain, yeah, she has a certain liking to him because she's paying very close attention, um, to him and enough to just notice a tiny speck of dirt on his nose that no one else would probably notice. And the second thing here, I'm not 100% sure on this one, but this might prove to, um, to Hermione that Ron may be slightly disgusting, may have slightly bad habits, um, yeah, maybe slightly bad with... Um, eating and just like fooling around and everything, so that proves two things. Not too sure about the second one, but uh, that definitely is a plus side to Ron. Uh, how Hermione focuses and pays close attention to him in the first place. Now in this one, we got the Deathly Hallows. I won't be reading this passage to you just because it's a bit too long. Actually, it's not. It's not that long, but um, can't remember the pages for it. But anyway, so Ron actually. So, they're fighting, they're fighting Voldemort at the end, right? And this is the f scene, uh, this is the part where Ron and Hermione first kiss. This is nothing to do with the movies. The movies is, um, totally different. Um, in the movies, they kiss in the Chamber of Secrets after that tidal wave hits them. This is completely different. This is after they get out of the Chamber of Secrets. And, um, they've destroyed the Horcrux because they got the Basilisk Tooth. Basilisk, the Basilisk Fang, right? And they stabbed the Horcrux, they, they've destroyed the Horcrux, right? And Hermione's acting, um, bre uh, she's, she's really proud of Ron, she's being breathless, uh, she, she's acting like Ron's a hero, because, um, he was really brave, and, um, he actually managed to copy Harry's parcel tongue to open up the Chamber of Secrets, um, after a few tries, so, uh, she's just, um, really treating one like a hero, right, and, uh, Harry, uh, so, um, and what Ron does is he, he says that there's a few other people that they've forgotten about, right, and, uh, Ron and, um, Harry and Hermione are like, who, right, and, um, Ron's like, the house elves, uh, we can't have any more Dobbies dying for us, can we, and then this is, this is where Hermione actually kisses Ron over that sentence that he said. Uh, that proves that he cares about Hermione and he pays um, close attention to, to what she wants, uh, what she loves. And um, uh, the elf rights thing well, was a big part of it in the Goblet of Fire. So I just thought I ought to, uh, ought to include that in because that's the whole reason... Because um, Ron played cr really close attention to Hermione's uh, likes and interests. And even though in the Goblet of Fire he acted a bit... Um, he didn't really like it at that time. He kept that, um, he kept, he kept that piece of information in his brain for later.
right? And uh, there's a second part in here, and this is this basically takes part across the whole story. The the part where in the start, um, for Harry's birthday, Ron actually lends, um, Ron Ron lends him a book. Oh no, he gives him a book for his birthday. Sorry, not lend. But anyway, so the book is Twelve Ways to Charm Witches, right? And um. Hermione, uh, and you can see Ron, uh, using, uh, some of those lines from, from the book, um, that he gave Harry, uh, very frequently to Hermione, and, um, every time Hermione, uh, hears this, uh, she flushes pink with pleasure, as the book says, and she looks a bit confused, too, because, uh, she really gets those types of compliments from Ron, so, um, it, it's very surprising to, uh, and it's 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 especially powerful as Ron has actually never like been that kind to her before, so it's kind of an extra surprise, and yeah, it, it's it really adds it really gets Ron, um, it it really gets Ron up there, right? And um, Ron in during the Deathly Hallows when they're looking for the Horcruxes, um, he left Ron and Hermione, um, Harry and Hermione. In the first place, because he thought that there was uh, a romance going on with Harry and Hermione, and he got kind of pissed off about that. So that's why, basically, that's basically why he left. And um, as you know, when he picked the Horcrux out of the lake, and Harry told him to try and kill it with Gryffindor's sword, um, they showed Harry's drink. Um, he, he um, it showed uh, Harry Ron's um, deepest nightmare, and showed him. How he thought that um, Hermione and Harry were together, and he wanted to be with Hermione, and all that stuff just proves that uh, he he really likes Hermione. Uh, so that's that's um, that's sort of proving why he and Hermione are a good match. Like he constantly thinks about her and everything, um, but yeah, he really really likes her. Um, it's pretty good. Um, their relationship's pretty solid, so yeah. Gotta put this book away for now. Oh yeah, and this happens constantly throughout the story. Um, like when they were going to see um Xenophonius Xenophilius Lovegood, um because he knew something about the Deathly Hallows. Uh when they went to this house, they did a vote and Ron voted on Hermione's side and he said that to Harry, word for word, all's fair in love and war. So that proves that he really, really likes Hermione, and, um, yeah, like, even when he thinks something's a bit trippy, um, he'll go for, he'll support Hermione anyway, which I guess is a good factor to have in some situations, but it's, it's not good, too good to have it in other situations, like, if it's something, if it's something, like, really, really bad and he's still supporting Hermione, then that can be bad at times, but... It, most of the time, it, it's, a, it's a good quality to have, just supporting uh, someone you love. That's a really good quality to have. Oh, okay, never mind. The Prisoner of Azkaban book was for Harry's case. Oh, wait, no. This was also for uh, Ron's case. Because there's that bridge uh, for a few weeks. Uh, for a few weeks, um, Harry and Ron didn't speak to each other. So there was that bridge between them. So, they're always having constant arguments through all the books, as I mentioned earlier. Um, that's basically just how their relationship works, fight, and then just get together. And each time, it sort of gets stronger, but then at the same time, the bonds are loosened again pretty easily. And they just become, um, 
uh, they just they just argue with each other again and they hate each other again. So that's um that's a really bad thing. It's not it's not a good thing to have. I will say that. Um, I think that's it. And the Goblet of Fire was for Harry. So it's time for now Harry's case. But first, let's actually put up a chart of everything that we've learned from all these books. Right? So, their arguments sort... I'll, I'm writing this down right now. So, their arguments basically led led to why they were married um, and why their relationship grew so, so intimate. Because, um, as you saw, if they didn't have that argument during the Yule Ball... They didn't get together in that other book, so I'm I'm gonna um write this maybe like negative negative one or something, and then I'm gonna add the numbers up at the end, and then I might actually add minus two because they have a lot of other arguments in uh the books, and that also seems to be sustaining a bit of their relationship. So I'm gonna actually rate this out of three. So one, two, three. We probably won't be getting to negative three, but we probably will be getting to maybe like plus three, plus two, plus one. But um, there's there's gonna be like negative threes and stuff. Uh, just so we can, uh, so, and uh, then we can add them up at the end, see who has the higher number, and that person will probably be the winner. Right. I'm gonna add a plus one just because they they actually got to it with each other in the first place for a few credible reasons. Actually, I might not that might might not add that in. So I'll add um, Hermione pays close attention to to Ron and vice versa. Vice versa. So I was going to add one for that, but it's also vice versa. So I'm just going to add plus two. Oh. You guys are perfectly free to send me any voice messages if, if you think there was another thing or if you think um, the scoring is a bit unfair. Um, and I can I can change it up to what I think sounds pretty fair. And if, if um, multiple people are asking for a change, I definitely will be changing it and I'll be updating you as I go along with that. Uh, what else was that? They, they also have a lot of arguments in general. So a lot of... Arguments in general. So I'm gonna add a minus one for that. Uh, I feel like there was something I forgot, but I don't think there was. Oh yes, there was something I forgot. So in the first book, when uh Ron faints, uh falls off the thing and goes unconscious, playing that chess. That chess game in McGonagall's McGonagall's chess game, trying to get to the Philosopher's Stone. Hermione actually stays back for Ron, um, but at the same time she sort of supports Harry. So I'm gonna give a plus one to that. With Ron, and I probably also will be adding adding a plus one for Harry with that too, due to the fact that uh, she told Harry that he was a great wizard, and he should keep going on. Um, I feel like. Um, I don't think I've missed anything, but, um, if you guys want to, you can send me a voice message reminding me if there's anything I've missed, and I will add negatives or positives to that, as what I see fair. So, let me add those up right now, so that's a zero, that's minus one. Okay, so, 
that leads them to a total score of zero. Now, that may seem a little biased, but um, you'll have to see what happens when Harry comes along, because he might even get worse. I'm just rating what I think is fair. If you guys don't think it's fair, then feel perfectly free to send me a voice message. Uh, I'm not judging, but I'm just trying to do what I think is fair. I may be the slightest bit biased, but I'm trying really hard not to be biased right now. Okay, so let's get on to Harry's case. Now, I want to take a look at Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban first. I just want to say one thing here. So, in the Harry Potter world, um, or I think in the general general magical world, actually, um, a boy and a girl riding on a buckbeak is a... Two people riding on a buckbeak is actually a symbol of love. I'm not sure if this was unintentional or if it was intentional in the first place, but um, you got to give credit for that because um, that equals love. You can search that up if you want. It's um, it's it's a well-known fact that riding on on a buck peak actually is love. So I'm just gonna add that in for now. Um, riding on buck peak. Oh my god, sorry. On a hippogriff. Why did I say buck beef? Okay, on a hippogriff, that equals love. Riding on buck beak. Big equals love. Okay. I'm not going to be writing these yet. I'm just going to be writing them down as I go. So that's all I really had to say for um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, what I had to say for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, though, is that at the very end, when they're leaving for Hogwarts Station, um, they said, Okay. See you, Harry, said Ron, clapping, in, clapping him on the back. Bye, Harry," said Hermione, and he and he and she did something she had never done before, and kissed him on the cheek. So, so the King Station, they're about to leave for the summer, and Hermione kissed Harry on the cheek. Now, uh, this might be this might be just friendly love, or this might be actual love. Uh, because this is a debate to, between to see if Ron sh if Hermione should end up with Ron with Harry. I'm going to do it as a um. Oh. Okay, never mind. Um, I'm gonna do this as like actual, uh, love between two people that aren't related. So we'll add that down. Um, Hermione kissed Harry. On cheek. Right? So now it's time to move on. Oh no. Okay, I've got another thing to say. For all the books, really. So, uh, Harry and Hermione, they very rarely have arguments in the first place. Uh, so that proves that they're a pretty good couple because they wouldn't argue that much. And um, they would just maintain a really nice relationship together. So I'm going to add in no. Too little, too little arguments. Right? Okay. And so, I think that was all I was going to add. Right? So, for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, number one, I'm a bit confused about this. Two teenagers, a boy and a girl, alone in the woods in a tent, with no parental supervision, and with all the time on the world's 
in their hand all the time in the world on uh in their pockets so i'm not uh, um, 100% sure why they didn't involve uh fall in love with each other um in love with each other for that two weeks that they were separated from ron um but uh somebody pointed this out in a youtube video i can't remember what youtube video it was and i just think that's a bit of a pretty valid reason as because like that's 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 a bit of a time and then they're alone uh, no parental supervision and they're above the they're about the age of 17 um so they'd be going through they'd be hitting puberty and everything so <laughs> that sort of thing just confuses me a bit too so uh, I'm not gonna do anything about that I'm just mentioning that for Harry's case in the first place but I just, I just want to mention that right oh yeah and in the Deathly Hallows um, Ron because Harry and Hermione are such a good couple even Ron believes that they were initially together in the first place so that's why he got pissed off and he left so I'm gonna add that to the list now Ron thought H A plus H E together. Right? So he thought they were together because you like they're a good couple. So um he thought they were together because they were spending time alone. But um that wasn't for anything really, but he still thought they were together because they were just so good together. Uh done with that one. And geez, Harry's case is taking like a lot shorter. Than I expected, like, because Ron's case was, like, 17 minutes or something. And Harry and the Philosopher's Stone. Hermione fixes Harry's glasses for him, which is a shine, sign of compassion and that he she cares for Harry. So, cares for H.A. at first sight. Right, so there's that too. And, um, I don't really have anything to show in The Cursed Child. I'm tracking my brains to see if there's anything else. Oh, yeah. Com coming back to the case where people thought they were together. Uh, what's his name? Colin Creevy thought that Hermione and Harry were together. And, uh, Dumbledore did too in the movies. But I think that was more for humour and, uh, com um, comedy purposes than for actual, um, any reason for, for it to be based off the book. Uh, but I'm gonna be adding. I'm gonna be putting the stories together now. So the first one is writing on a hippogriff. I'm not 100 percent sure if this was intentional or not, but because I'm just the slightest bit biased. Okay, I'm very biased. I'll be adding just plus one to this. Um, Hermione kissed Harry on the cheek, which was something that he uh, she never did to Ron. Not until very, very later. So I'll be adding two points to this. Because this is showing uh, some real love to Harry very early. No to little arguments. I will be adding plus one for this. Um, Ron thought they were together. And Dumbledore thought they were together. And um, Colin Creevy thought they were together. So that just shows how much of a good couple they make. Plus one. And... Um, I can't read my handwriting. Um, how is it not possible for someone to read their own handwriting? Okay. Um, 
cares for... Oh, yeah. Cares for Harry at first sight. I'll be adding maybe just one point to that. And... Oh, yeah. I have... I'm just trying to think of some bad things for Harry. Uh, because... This will be adding up to... Five, six... Seven points in a second. So I'm just racking my brains to see if there's any... Oh, yeah. Okay. Just to make it fair, I'll be adding minus two. Because, um... Uh, Hermione and Harry never actually initially ended up in the first place without me doing this debate thing. So that brings him, Harry, back to end five. Um, I'm going to be heavily putting points down here. Or I might relieve some points for Ron. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. I need your help. Send me some voice messages in about some bad things about Harry and Hermione. And um, uh, I will be publishing them and I'll be changing the points accordingly. So I, I want this. I just had a great idea. This can be an ongoing thing, right? So I'll make the initial start about this conversation. And um, all the stuff, all the, all the facts, laying out 99% of the facts and. You guys, you guys can actually send me in some voice messages, or I might even have some conversations soon. One of those ones that I did with um, Gillian McRobbie, and uh, we can we can just flip those points around a little bit, because right now, even though I am biased and I am happy to see Harry on five points, uh, I just think it's still a bit unfair. So. Um, I want you guys to send voice messages. This will, this will. I definitely want this to be an ongoing thing. Um, but of, of course, if no one sends voice messages, that's completely fine. We can just leave it to this episode. But um, I really like it if this is an ongoing thing and this this goes on for a while and we can come up with a final amount of points. So right now, the thing, um, Ron stands on zero. Harry stands on five. And yeah, I am biased, but I still believe this is a little little unfair. But I can't really think of any reasons right now. Why I should take points off Harry. Right. But that's going to be all for today's episode of reading Harry Potter with a 12-year-old. And um, please, if I did this terribly, which I probably did, uh, please forgive me because I completely made this up on the spot first try. Um, I sort of had an intention of doing this, but uh, I didn't really. But... Uh, yeah, so I, I, I've just racked my brains together and tried to do the, the best thing I can find for you guys. But I just really wanted to get this episode out to you guys uh, pretty quickly because um, uh, uh, the, the past the past few months, uh, I've just been feeling really guilty because I haven't been able to re release any new episodes to you guys. So I'm just really, really sorry for that. Again, from my last episode, one more time, I'm really, really sorry. Yeah, just getting logged out on my account. It was absolute hell. So, uh, but that's going to be all for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, even though I completely made this up on the spot. But I thought this is going to be like 10 minutes. This is ended up being like half an hour. But anyway, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Take care. Bye for now.